to see all of you. Maybe you could just look around and see that there's somebody you've not met. Just shake their hand and say, hello, it's good to see you. Just try not missing anyone. So if you've not met the person next to you, just say hello. It's good. Amen. Um, before I begin, would you just pray for one person next to you, just a prayer of blessing over their life and pray that God would speak to them uh, by His Word. Would you just take a few moments and just pray for somebody next to you? Come on. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here. We thank you, Father, for your precious word. We love your word, Lord. And we rejoice at your word as one who's found great treasure. Lord, it is to be desired above all things. And we thank you for the gift of your word that you speak to us. You minister to us. You counsel us. You encourage us. You strengthen us with your word. You correct us with your word. You lead us and you guide us by your word, oh God. And Lord, I pray that for us as a church, as a community, that we would love your word more and more and more, God. And we would read it and study it and meditate on it and draw much from it, oh God. So that our lives would be, uh, Lord, enriched, Lord, and equipped for every good work, Lord. We thank you for this precious morning. We thank you for the gathering of your people in your presence. We love you, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So I felt in my heart to share with you um, what I believe God is speaking to me personally. It's something I've not done. Normally, I'm very intentional about keeping that aspect of what is the Lord wanting to speak to us as a church? But I felt in my heart to share with you what he's speaking to me. And um, I felt that by that, God would speak to you and encourage you where you are in your life. Amen? And it's actually um, three words that uh, I can think of. Firstly, I feel that I'm in a very interesting place in our life. You may say, well, Shannon... Most of our lives are pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. But there does come certain times in your life where you do believe that God is saying something that is more important than, uh, than the other times. And uh, it's crucial. And it's crucial that we hear God clearly because our success in fulfilling God's purpose for our life is determined by how clearly we hear the Lord and we obey Him. And there is no other way. There is no other way. Success is hearing the Lord and obeying the Lord. Period. It's nothing else. And, um, uh, and so I feel kind of the Lord has been lovingly and in many ways drawing me to that place where I would hear him so that I would be encouraged to obey him. You know, when God speaks to us, it is such a wonderful thing. You know, it is so amazing that God, he will communicate his heart to us, you know, about us, for us, and what he wants to do in our lives, and he wants to do through our lives. I, I want to say this to you. God will never do anything at the cost of you. God will, God wants to do things with you. You know, sometimes... In our Christian language, we keep saying God wants to use me, use me. You know, kind of that sounds like he wants to kind of, just like we use things and we then get done with it. It's not how God, God loves us. He loves you. And he wants to do it with you. And uh, uh, be excited, church, because uh, God is for you. He's not against you. And uh, he wants to do amazing things in your life and through your life. And, um, you, know, you know, many times when uh, you, either through just what we feel is that we have walked into a situation or that God has divinely orchestrated a situation where there seems to be a gap uh, 
as to where we are and where we think we need to be or where God wants to be or what God wants to do through our life. But it's in that gaps that you will, you will come to experience the nearness of God. You will come to know God that you've never known Him in a way. And you will experience, you know, and, and especially the delightfulness of the Psalms is that many of the Psalms were not written in fair weather. They, they were not written or they didn't come out of when everything was going well. They came out of times of pain. They came out of times of distress. They came out of times of feeling of loneliness and abandonment and discouragement. And, uh, and the beauty of it is how God met with the psalmist and how God met with his people in those times. And if you feel you're in a place where there's a gap, you know, as to where you are and where you think things should be or where you should be, you know, or what God is expecting of you and you feel, God, this gap is too wide. You know, God wants you to know the God of the gaps. He wants you to meet Him in that place. Nothing makes God more personal than times of difficulty. You know, when we go through times of discouragement, it can be some of the, the most amazing times to experience. You know, if I may say, experience you know, where God gets personalized. And uh, we see that in the Psalms, you know, where the genius of King David was that he made God, or he acknowledged, when I say he made God, please don't misunderstand. I would never, ever devalue the greatness and the awesomeness of God. But, but he made God for himself, you know. Uh, what he felt was his need. What he felt he was being deprived of. What he didn't have, he made God to be that. So he didn't have a fortress when he was running away from King Saul. He said, Lord, you are my fortress. When he felt he was weak, he said, Lord, you are my strength. When he had no place to hide from the invading uh, elite armies of Saul that were after him, he said, Lord, you're my rock. I hide behind you. And so in these times of gap, in these, in these times of difficulties, you will be able to experience God personally. Because that is the amazing thing about our God, the awesomeness of our God. He wants us to know Him, uh, not just transcendently, you know, His beyondness, but He wants us to know Him personally. And, and, and then our lives, you know, the hope that we carry, you know, is contagious. When we step out of this place, when we go into the real world, when we when we are with people, people begin to see because it radiates out of you and me the hope that we carry, the peace that we carry, the joy that we carry because it is not ours, it is the Lord's. It is His presence in us. So let me begin with the first word that I feel God has been speaking to me and saying to me. You, you, you okay with this that I share with you what God is speaking to me? Is that fine? That's fantastic. That's great. Um, the first word is the word wait. The word wait. And, uh, uh, and especially waiting becomes difficult in, in, in many ways, you know. One is that, positively speaking, if God has shown you something really good, and, and then he tells you, wait, it's kind of difficult. It's like, God, I want that. And I want it now, you know. And it becomes even more difficult if, if you're in a difficult place. You know, you're in a place of need or you're in a place of distress and affliction. And, uh, you know, in that place, waiting becomes difficult. But when you look into the Psalms, and you look into God's Word, it is so overwhelming, so encouraging to see how much blessing, how many promises God puts on those who choose to wait on Him. It's just so encouraging. Let me tell you something. The future belongs to only those who wait on the Lord. Absolutely. And there are, so I've actually gathered um, verses, and I'm going to send it across to you. Uh, after the service immediately. And 
to help you see how many verses and how many promises are attached to, to those who wait on the Lord. And waiting is not passive. It's not like how we wait when, you know, the way we understand it, that we're waiting for somebody to turn up. We're waiting for a meeting to happen. It's getting kind of, you know, we're getting worked up. It's not the kind of waiting we're talking about. When we wait on God, it is one of the most beautiful experiences. It is not passive. It is not passive resignation. It is an active expectation looking unto God. And in that place, God does some of the most precious things in our lives. And one of the most precious things He does in the place of waiting, waiting on Him, is precisely what I just said a few moments earlier. God becomes personal to us. We experience the nearness of His presence like nowhere else. So God has been, has been telling me, wait, wait, Shannon, because the future belongs to those who wait on the Lord. So if you're in a place where God has is, 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 is told you something, and He's, he's He's, he's shown you a vision. He's shown you promises. And you have prophetic words. Or maybe you're in a place of distress and difficulty. And you're not able to see a way out. You're, you're, not, you're not supposedly hearing God get you out of that place. I want to encourage you. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And how do you do that? You wait in prayer. You wait in worship. You wait, waiting in His Word, abiding in His Word. And I believe that God will meet with you in beautiful ways. He will communicate His heart to you. He will prepare you. You see, in the time of waiting, God prepares us for what He has planned for us. You see, I've said this more than a few times, but the journey is as important as the destination. I'll say it again. The journey to where God is taking you is as important as the destination. So we will never be able to bypass the journey. If God is doing something in your life, then we must allow Him to do it. Because God is more interested in our character than our gifting. And he will never bypass that process. And so God, when he's wanting to take you somewhere, he's working in you. He's doing precious things in your life. And, when he, and you will find yourself, it's amazing, that as we cooperate with God, as we are open to him, and he's working in us, we will find ourselves moving towards what God has promised more quickly. You see, many times the time of getting there, you know, there are dreams in your heart that God has put. Many times God has put prophetic promises over your life. And the time is determined by our ability, by His grace, to wait on Him. Amen. So our ringiness and our impatience can frustrate and delay us getting there. Does that make sense to you? Yes? And so how many of you would understand and agree with me that waiting does get difficult at times? Yes? Oh, so comforted I am. And so you would have a bride, you know, a young person or somebody who says, God has promised that I am going to get married. God has given me words and, and he's telling you to wait. Oh, you're in a workplace and God has promised something with respect to your work and your career. And you say, God, you've promised me. And you know, and maybe it's with respect to the ministry. And you say, God, you've promised me. I've got these things. You say, God, you know, why is waiting becoming difficult? And I want to take a layer below now. That's, I'm getting into the second word, okay? Is everybody with me? Is this cool? Okay. And what God helped me understand in this season is Shannon, my Beloved son, difficulty in waiting is an evidence of not having surrendered. So that's the second word. Difficulty in waiting is the evidence 
of not having surrendered to the Lord completely. So if I'm still holding on to things that God doesn't want me to hold on, you know, just ask the Lord for grace to let go, to surrender. And we're not letting go, you know, so it's not the frozen song. Let it go, let it go. That, I can kind of feel that's sort of coming from a place of rebellion. Uh, so I, that's my view. So it's not a rebellious, I want to let it go. No, it is surrender to the Lord. It is very clear. Lord, I want to surrender to you. I'm giving it to you. And let, let, me, let me push this a little further, gently. God does take back things. God gives and God takes away. And, 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 and scripture is very clear on that. But you see, when he, when he gives, he loves you. And when he takes away, he loves you. And God, see, God has not been revealed in scripture as the greatest taker. He is the greatest giver. And so we you know, when God has taken away something from you, He wants to give you something more than you have been able to conceive or perceive. Amen. And so God is asking you to give. I tell you something. Use common sense. Give. Just let it go in your heart and lay it all down before God. Because in that place of surrender, there is peace that surpasses all understanding. And that peace that we experience is the approval of God that, son, my daughter, I'm pleased with you. Amen. And then from that place, I come back to the first word, waiting is easy and enjoyable on God. Amen. Because now it is not in your hands. It is in the hands of the Lord. Absolutely. So it is appraisal time. It's February and your appraisals are happening in your workplace. And you didn't get the rating that you expected to get. And that colleague whose work you did has got a better rating than you. And you are really upset. And you want your human rights. And the Lord saying, trust me. Give it to me. Surrender. And wait on me. What is better? Man exalting you or I exalting you? You choose. And so, evidence of being unable to wait is, sorry, yeah, the, the ability not to wait, the difficulty in waiting is the evidence of not having surrendered. But why do we struggle to surrender? Why would we struggle to surrender to God, you know? We have it all technically right, right? So if we would ask any, uh, any child of God, should we surrender to God? Your immediate reply would be, yes, of course. You know, we want to surrender to God. And uh, how many of you want God to give you more than what you have in your hands now? Oh, wow. Yeah. Amen. I, I want to have more. I want to be a better steward, you know. So I want to have more. In order to not only be blessed, but to be a blessing to our nation. And, and, and that takes us one more layer, Bill. And that's just my third word for today. And you see, all surrender is based on a simple but powerful word called trust. You see, surrender is an issue of, of trust. It's finally just that. You see, when, when we look at the Bible, when we look at it in terms of uh, uh, the aspect of righteousness and the aspect of rebellion, you see, why did the Israelites not go into the promised land, that entire generation that came out of Egypt? I, I was so grateful to God when Sam Raju shared about 
he began by speaking and introducing the scripture from uh, the book of Deuteronomy, which says that the journey from uh, Egypt to the border into Israel was how many days, my beloved? Do you, would you remember? Was 11 days. Yes, 11 days. But how many years did it take? 40 years. That means the entire um, generation that came out of um, Egypt. And you know, I was reading the word. It says that they were all, hold this, men of war. They were men of high potential. They were men of high capability. But they didn't enter the land. You know why? The Bible says only because of one thing. Unbelief. They didn't trust that the Lord who brought them out with a mighty hand would take them in. Amen. And I pray, my beloved brothers and sisters, you have believed God to bring you out. Believe Him to take you in. To take you further. Amen. Trust Him through and through. See, I, I want to say something. Just cautioning, maybe a little corrective for our own good. Is that okay? Yes. You know? See, when we look at those 40 years in the wilderness... You know, imagine being part of that 40 years. Who's your pastor over there? Moses. Wow. Imagine if Moses is New Life Fellowship Utsav pastor. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I would want Moses to be the pastor. Come on. Come on. If you had a choice between Moses and Shannon, who would you choose? <laughs> it's a dummy's choice. Come on. I'm the man's on the mountain and, you know, amazing, right? Nod your head. Say, yeah, yes, okay. I won't feel bad. I've surrendered. <laughs> and, and, you know, imagine having Sunday service like what we do. And imagine if we had testimony time. What kind of testimonies would come out of that place? Man, I got up this morning and I walked out of my tent and I had angels food. Am I right? Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Psalm that men ate the food of angels, right? Wow, I wonder what it tastes like. Wafers with kind of honey toppings. <laughs> Reminds me of some of the good things Majubin makes. <laughs> yeah, and so, wow. And, uh, you know, in the desert, and another guy walks up and says, come on, you, you ate all of that, and when you burped, there was waters flowing out of a rock. You know, just waters gushing out in the desert. I mean, isn't that phenomenal? The Bible says that their clothes didn't wear out. Yeah? And their sandals didn't wear out. Now, what if I told you, with all of that, angels' food, manna, waters in the desert... Moses is their pastor. That entire generation was outside the will of God. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. That entire generation was outside the will of God. Because God's will was that they enter the land and eat of the produce of the land. And what, so, where is that generation? I don't know. I, I, don't, know, I don't want to know where they are now. My point is, when they were there, they were not supposed to be 40 years in the wilderness, no. You know, God may, in His grace and His mercy, bless you in a place where you're not supposed to be. Are you okay? So we have to be sure that we are in the place where God wants us to be. Amen.
And I want to say this to you, my beloved brothers and sisters. You know what is God's will for our church? That we know Jesus and we make Jesus known in our nation. There's no other thing. God wants us to go out, be his ambassadors. And he, he wants us to go out and tell people about the amazing love of our father who gave his only son, Jesus Christ. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish and have everlasting life. It's not about the manna. It's not about the waters flowing in the wilderness. It's about fulfilling God's purpose for our life. And the manna will come. The waters will come. And God will provide all that we need. The provision comes for the vision. The provision comes for the vision. So don't gratify yourself and console yourself. I'm outside of the will of God, but I'm eating manna and drinking waters in the desert. No. Take the land and eat the produce of the land. Because if you're faithful and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. <laughs> Amen? Come on, you're understanding. But finally, it's an issue of trust. What if God, what is God telling you right now, my brother and sister? Are you obedient to Him? What if God would ask you to drop everything that you have right now so that He can catapult you into a place where He wants to take you so that this nation would come to know Jesus. What if God would say, drop everything, son and daughter. Let go of everything that I've placed in your hands because I want to play something brand new. Would you be willing? And only and for only one purpose, beloved. This nation of 1.2 billion people need to know the Lord Jesus. 1.2 billion people. Somebody has to go. So let's not get fancied about the manna and the waters in the desert. Do you remember yourself when you, don't know, when you didn't know Jesus? But somebody came to you and prayed for you. Somebody came and shared God's love with you. Somebody pursued you even when you were indifferent and ignoring. And they kept pursuing you and prayed for you. And God touched your life. I believe God is asking you and me, to trust Him. If He brought you out, He will take you there. He will take you into the land. And don't worry about the giants because you are all giant killers in the Lord. Whatever be the giants that could come as we step out into the city, as we step out into the nation, whatever be the giants, great will be your victory. Great because the Lord is with us. Amen. So what is the first word I shared with you? Wait. Wait on the Lord. It's not passive waiting. No, no, no. I'll send you the scriptures. Blessed are those who wait upon the Lord. Blessed are those. I mean, God will just meet you so powerfully in that place of waiting on Him. You will be so fired up. You will be so energized. Your vision will be so clear. Amen. Your purpose will be so defined. Your spirit will be so sharpened. And you're ready for what God is going to do in you and through you. But if there is an issue of, of waiting and you're struggling to wait, you say, Shannon, the waiting is getting hard. My dearly loved brother and sister, there's an issue of surrender. You've not surrendered, naughty boy. Yeah. You've got to go to our Father and say, Father, I'm struggling to surrender this thing. And you ask the Lord to encounter you in that place with His love, with His goodness and His power. And He will help you to just surrender that so that then waiting becomes easy and enjoyable because it's an issue of surrender. And if it's feeling difficult to surrender, you say, Lord, I'm struggling to surrender. There's an issue of trust. You know, and so the Lord uses the record of the Israelites to caution us and to tell us that take their example to know this, that they did not enter the land, the land of promise, the things that God has planned because of unbelief. It was an issue of trust. So God's will is not that you will eat manna, your conflicts, 
with cornflakes in milk on in the morning and have waters from the desert and keep roaming around for 40 years. You're moving, but what did Sam Raju say? You're not progressing. And so we will have to ask some important questions. You know, how many, how many of my loved ones would have been, have been able to share about Jesus? How many of them have been, have been able to bring them by the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God? We've got to ask certain questions. And it's important that we keep our focus very, very clear. You know, this year, God, God wants us to keep our focus very clear that our loved ones should know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if God is, you know, you know, prepared you for all this time and He's saying, now I want to take you and I want to throw you into another place. And you say, no, Lord, I've just got too many connections over here. Let go and let God catapult you into the place where He wants you to go. Maybe it's another job. Maybe it's another, another company that God is preparing for you. I don't know what it could be, you know, but just be prepared and trust Him. Amen. Trust Him. Our God is a good Father. Amen. He's a good Father. Amen. And, and he's, he's got beautiful plans and purposes for your life. Amen. May we be a people who didn't roam around in the wilderness, but may we be a people who entered the land. Amen. And that's the generation that is called the Joshua generation. Amen. Let us know that every place we step into, God will give us the land. Amen. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Amen. And so we need to, we need to keep that focus. And as you, every time you step out of your house, you tell your feet, you're so beautiful. I don't do your pedicure, but you're beautiful because you carry the gospel. You carry the message of hope. You carry the message. Amen. You carry the anointing of God. Amen. You carry the power of God because you are the temple of God. When you pray for people, when you pray for your friends and your loved ones and colleagues, Abba Father answers in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you're in a difficult place and you're saying, God, I'm in the midst of people who are difficult, precisely why you are there. It's precisely why you are there. And you are the one through whom they will come to know Jesus. Where is light needed? Really? Why do we complain about the darkness? We're not supposed to complain. Do you complain? When you go home, do you say, it's dark, it's dark, it's dark. Why is it so dark? Why is it dark? Why is it dark? No, you do a simple thing. You put the light on. Know you not that you are the light of the world. <laughs> okay? Amen? an issue of trust. May we be the Joshua generation. We stepped into the land and we took it piece by piece that everyone should know the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I hope God spoke to you and encouraged you with these three words of wait, surrender, and trust Him. Hallelujah. We just bow our heads, please. Take these few precious moments to respond to the Lord. I want, I want to pray f not only for you, I want to pray with you. And uh, what, what I want to do as your eyes are closed and your heads are bowed, uh, I want to give an invitation uh, because it just helps to give an expression to our decision. And if you sense that you're saying, Lord, I'm going to surrender my life unconditionally to you. I'm going to invite you in a few moments to walk up here in the front. Because something is going to break free today from you. It could be a relationship. You know, that relationship has been pulling you back. And you're not able to go ahead. And Father, Abba Father has been telling you, my son, my daughter... Let go of that because he or she is not the person for you because I have the right person so that you will that, with that person, with that godly person will fulfill my purpose for your life. Maybe it could be a relational thing and you've, you've not been willing to forgive someone. The Lord is 
telling you, my daughter, my son, like I forgave you because of my son, Jesus on the cross, forgive that person. Could be something else that God has been commanding you to do, obey him. Obey him, my brother, obey him, my sister. Oh, Lord, I'm just uh, going to give time for the Holy Spirit to work. You know, it is in moments like these years back and through the years that God would do some of the most precious things in, in an ordinary service apparently like this. And there would be an invitation to come and surrender yeah, this is like an ordinary morning but, but God can do just amazing things in ordinary mornings thank you Lord trust him beloved the father is asking you to trust him If you if you're ready to wait on the Lord, there's a time. Yes, there's a time for God. God is never late, never late, not even by a moment. It's always on time. Come into his rest. Come into his presence. It's you surrender. So if you're saying, Lord, I'm without asking any questions, without putting any conditions, I would pray, Lord, but I'm not going to make my prayers a condition. I'm, I'm going to come and surrender because I trust you. If you're ready, just keep your eyes closed. I want people to walk up in the front, those who are saying it's just, you know, it's you. It's like the finger of God is on your heart. And I want you to step up and walk in the front. Understand, I'm not praying for healing right now. I'm not praying for, I'm just helping, giving you a, a moment of opportunity to step up here and to give expression to your decision to surrender to the Lord. Sitting at your feet is where I want to be. I'm home when I'm here with you. Ruined by your grace, enamored by your grace. I can't resist the tenderness in you. I'm deep in love with you, Abba, Father. I'm deep in love with you, Lord. If you've come here to surrender, then just do that. Just do that precisely. Surrender your life to Him. I'm deep in love. If you've come here to surrender, then just surrender. Don't ask any questions, but just do that. And let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to pray for anyone. or Because our Father is here.
Lord, help my brothers and my sisters who've come here in the front. They've made this priceless decision to trust you, Lord. Trust you. At this very moment, in the place they are in their life, to just trust you without any condition. And to surrender their lives to you completely. So that they could come into your rest, Lord. So help my brothers and sisters. Help each of them individually, God. Lord, help them. And God, where they are struggling to, to obey you, Lord, that you would meet them there with your love and your truth. Like how you met Abraham. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Even for those who are sitting, Lord, minister to them by your Spirit. Meet them where they are, Lord, in their hearts, in their life. Pray for every brother and sister of mine in this hall, in this room, that you would come, Lord. Come into this room, Lord Jesus. Come into this place, Lord Jesus. We welcome your Lordship in and over our lives. We welcome your Lordship, Jesus. Humble and amazed, you would call my name. Ever to search again. And there's a deep desire. It's burning like a fire To know you as my closest friend You know, I feel this sort of a reset button that the Lord is pressing. He kind of reminding you and bringing you back to that place of first love where you had absolutely no other desire but to know Him. And out of that joy and passion, you wanted everyone to know Jesus. And He wants to simplify you again. So He's pressing the reset button. button and He's bringing you back to that place. Let the Holy Spirit do. We're not going to pray for you. The Holy Spirit is going to do something so deep and personal. I feel you're going to hear the Lord's voice very clearly right now. Lord, I've got complicated. And I've complicated things. Complicated my life. Cluttered my life. But I want to say to you, Father, this morning, I'm deep in love with you, Abba, Father. I'm deep in love with you, Lord. My heart it beats for you, precious Jesus. I'm deep in love. You know, I want to say this, beloved. You know, we prayed for our nation. You know, how will the bloodshed stop? It's only one way. When they know the love of Jesus. Only when they know love of Jesus will the hatred go. Will the bitterness go. Our nation needs Jesus. And you have Jesus. Would you be willing to go? Would you be willing to go, beloved? Would you be willing to go to your loved ones, your friends? Would you be willing to go to another place if the Lord would call you? Surrender. 
Surrender. Surrender. Surrender. Deep in love with you. Our Father. I'm deep in love with you, Lord. Worship my heart it beats for you. I'm precious Jesus. I'm deep in love with you. Humble and amazed, you would call my name. I'd never have to search again. And there's a deep desire, let it burn like a fire to know you as my closest. King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. And the angels cried out, Holy, holy, holy. And I said, Warn to me, I'm a man of clean lips. And I've seen the glory of the Lord. I've seen the glory of the Lord. And the Lord commanded an angel to take a coal from the altar. And the angel took the coal and touched my lips. And my uncleanness was taken away from me. And I heard the Lord say,
Some of us have been like Jonah. The Lord told us to go to one place. We walked away and went to another place. And you're saying, Lord, I don't want you to forgive those people. I don't like them. They've done wrong to me and my family. Lord would ask you then who will go how will they know how will their hearts change only when they see you whose heart I have changed don't be a Jonah be like Isaiah. Go to them. And India will be saved. India will become the platform for the glory of the Lord to the nations of the earth. India will be known as a nation of love, of peace and joy. India will be known as a nation where people will love one another irrespective of their backgrounds. India will be known as a land of joy, love. The rivers will be healed, the land will be blessed. The rain will come in its season. The valleys will sing with joy. Mountains will be lifted up with worship. His people from the mountains to the valleys will sing his praise. Be of good cheer, little flock. It's the Father's goodwill to give you the kingdom. Though you are little in number, you shall be made many as you obey me, trusting. Precious Jesus. 
Especially hurting this morning, that is just so hurt with something that has been said or done against them. Father, I pray for your love to heal their heart. I pray for your love and your presence to heal their emotions, heal their mind. I pray for this dear brother and sister God who's hurting right now, and they felt rejected and abandoned and felt of no value father i pray that you embrace them lord right now with your love embrace them with your presence lord that they would know that they are not rejected they're not abandoned that our father you created them you love them you treasure them lord i pray that you would heal their heart now lord touch them with your presence touch them lord I pray for anyone who's sick right now in their body. I speak blessing of healing over them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the wounds of Jesus, you're healed. I speak healing. You know, I want you to pray for somebody next to you. I just believe that an anointing of healing is going to be released right now. Just a blessing. Just get into tours or threes with somebody next to you. I just feel God is just going to minister right now powerfully as you with all your heart just minister and bless the person. If you're sensing words of encouragement, just do it right now. Just bless somebody next to you. Come on. Come on, get into a group. Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself and just don't fellowship. Don't say anything else. Just pray for one another. Just a blessing right now. Don't feel shy. Get, get, in, get in touch with somebody. Just pray a prayer of blessing right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray for them. Just hug them. Pray for them. Bless them right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Spirit, Lord, touch every person in this place, in this room, touch them, Lord. Bless every person here, God, a closer, deeper walk with you. back to your chairs. Thank you. Lord bless you. Thank you, God. We bless you. We bless you. 
as you go back to your chairs, just, just hold the hand of somebody you have not and just bless them right now. Just release more blessing. I just sense that we just do that. Just as you go back to your chair with the person next to you, just speak blessing over them right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Just pray blessing, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So you've surrendered? Amen. Is that a good thing? Very nice. It's the most relaxed place to be. Amen. Surrender everything to the Lord. I'll worship team I'm sure Let's sing it together.
we lift up our hands to you, Lord, and we acknowledge that we are yours, redeemed by your blood, sealed and filled by your spirit, but the joy is ours, for you are ours. <laughs> and we will go together into our city, into our nation, to our families and relatives and friends and neighbors and loved ones and you will become theirs and they too will be yours we declare this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the people say let's give the Lord a hand and a shout of praise